On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, we talk about Google turning 20 and their midlife crisis. Facebook rolling out ads on stories for whoever watches those. Snap allowing visual search for whoever's still using <laughs> Snap. And uh, Greg got Google a nice birthday present. Oh, and Jess also talked about Hansel and Gretel. And of course, we had more Lucas the Spider talk all on this week's episode. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on September 28, 2018. Remember, you can catch us live without a net on YouTube Fridays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or consume us, consume us at your leisure Ooh. via your favorite podcasting player. And go to marketingclock.com to follow along with the links of everything we're going to talk about today and some show notes for your education. All right. First up this week, Google has turned 20. Woo! Yay! Happy birthday. Happy we're birthday, not Google. Sing. And we got you a present. We got you a fine bottle of champagne for your 20th birthday. It, that's not legal drinking age here in most of the states, I think. 21, okay. right? Well, all right. I guess more for us then. <laughs> There's nothing left in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess. <laughs> we already celebrated on your behalf, Google. Mm. And Google has announced kind of three major takeaways from this 20th anniversary and kind of looking forward to the next 20 years. And Ben Gomes, who since early March or April um, has pioneered the, or headed up the search department rather, talked about search growing up in India and kind of reiterated a few main points that I wanted to hit on and then talked about a little bit about the future. But one thing that he mentioned in improving search over the next 20 years is that first and foremost, we focus on the user. Also, straight from the article, is that we strive to give you the most relevant, highest quality information as quickly as possible. So those are the mainstays, obviously, that have been helped get Google to where they are today, 20 years later, and where they will go, hopefully, 20 years from now, continuing to focus on the user. The one big difference in this 20-year introduction is that he talks, he says the specific, I don't want to mess this up, so I'm going to read it <laughs> verbatim here, but that neural embeddings and approach developed in the field of neural networks allow us to transform words to fuzzier representations of the underlying concepts and then match the concepts in the query with the concepts in the document. We call this technique neural matching. This can enable us to address queries like, why does my TV look strange? <laughs> to surface the most relevant results for that question, even if the exact words aren't contained in that page. So again, we're going to hear a lot of things futuristic, but we really see that it's more topic ideas is one of the big takeaways, less about very specific keywords. And that's where these neural networks and the fuzziness comes into play. I like the fuzziness. It sounds kind of cute. Like yes. Google's your little furry friend. <laughs> Okay, so one of the first announcements from the article or, or from the, the 20th anniversary is that what's called Introducing Google Discover. And if you have an Android phone, you may, or you have the Google News app, or you have a Google app, you probably have seen what was previously called the feed. 
and that's what they had called it before like no capitalization just in the feed and it is now being called discover Ooh. and so for you android users or pixel users it's what you see when you kind of scroll all the way to the left on your on your phone and this had been announced in 2016 under 2016 there was a big overhaul last summer and there's going to be some changes coming to discover aka formerly the feed and first off there's gonna be more evergreen content which is kind of cool right like mm -hmm. for the longest time there's been a lot of news and current information and things like that that are very timely but there's an announcement that there's gonna be more evergreen content so that's great for marketers <laughs> that put together really good stuff or companies that really can serve their customers well they're not going to just be one and done within the feed. So That's really nice. excited about that. Another thing is that there's going to be more information and rich data around f items in the Discover feed. So some examples of that are you're watching a trailer for a movie and you'll be able to scroll through actors underneath actors or actresses. Actry? I don't know what that is. <laughs> the uh, performers in the film. Yes. Yeah. Film performers. <laughs> you'll be able to scroll through, see their name, and hop in uh, even further on that. That's awesome i'm a super nerd for that stuff another thing is that you right now within the feed you could only say i'm not interested in this store in this this topic or i'm not interested in topic in stories from this website what mm. you'll have with the new discover is you have like a little toggle switch where you can say i want more of these or less of these so jess you might say Oh, look, Lucas the spider. <laughs> I'm going to take this and toggle it all the way up. <laughs> all the way up. But you can kind of like have that, that look where you're like covering your eyes, but you're still kind of like peeking through and you might be like politics. I'm going to go <laughs> down, but still might want to know like a little bit of what's happening. Yeah. Whoever that, the president is at the time. Just tell me that. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and then there is Spanish and English support with more coming soon. And this Discover will also be on Google.com on mobile devices. So if you go to Google on your phone, google.com, you will then see your Discover feed. Even on my, my iOS Yes, phone. you will. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. All right. More from Google in their wise old age of 20. <laughs> they have uh, made an announcement. They are trying to, again, with some of the improvements and getting people the information that they're really looking for, they're trying to improve search results for people that are on more of a journey. So basically they know that some people go to Google for simple things like one plus one equals two, and there's an answer for that. But then there are people that are doing things like researching, you know, maybe where they want to go on a trip or a dog breed they'd like to adopt. And they're researching things that it's not just a one and done result and there might be deeper information that you're looking for. So along these lines, they have announced one, two, three, four. I have in my notes hot newness <laughs> items. <laughs> so we'll break these down a little bit um, and have some visualizations for you as well. Make sure you hit up the article in the show notes to see everything. The first thing they talked about is activity cards. And I thought this was really cool. It's basically your search history visualized. So you can kind of retrace your steps, Hansel and Gretel style, and go back <laughs> <laughs> to where, well, hopefully, unless you get eaten by a witch on your search journey, uh, you can go back and see, I guess, where you've been when you've been searching similar topics. This is an intelligent thing. It's not going to show up all the time. It's not going to be like, here's your last five searches in case you want to come back. It's based off of what you're searching on at the time. Yep. So, And so you could see, hey, I was searching for this trip on this date, and then I searched for restaurants in this area on this date, and you can kind of yeah. piece back together the overall journey as, as this whole concept is really 
really meant for us. It's, it's not just a one and done thing. It's more this mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. And it is unique to you, right? So if somebody else does the same search, they're not going to see your stuff, obviously. Uh, another cool thing you can do if you see something you like in your activity card, something that you want to remember, you can now add it to a collection. So Google's got this new thing called collections where basically you could say, okay, I, you know, these might be the things that I've searched in the past, but these are the ones I care about and you can pick them out and uh, basically just come back to them very easily and look at them all together. So to your point on restaurants, maybe there's like, I want to have brunch at these four places or, or something that you're yeah. smiling. What do you have to say? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I can't, <clears throat> this may be really beneficial for me. It's hard to see like, Oh man, I really love it. Hey Greg, great search you did there. I'm going to collect that one. Keep it for later. Like, I don't know. I, I get, I get it. But it's it's almost like Pinterest with your searches. I I mean, okay, that's I, I, but it's the searches. Yeah, it's, I know uh, that's that's valid. Some of us though are are indecisive and afraid of commitment, and we might need to look at the same restaurant review three times before we call to make a reservation. So maybe it's good for that. Hmm. Something else interesting um, that they talked about is what they're calling dynamic organization of the search results and this is really neat basically if you're looking up different more specific topics if you will they're going to pull up subcategories of information based around that topic so that's a terrible explanation the example that they used is if you're looking for dogs say you're looking for pugs it might show things like common names for a pug, any health issues that you got to look out for, things like that. Versus if you search for Yorkshire Terriers, the example they gave is, you know, maybe you'll see something around grooming tips or something a little more relevant to the issues you would face as a pet owner of that breed. So that's just an example. Uh, But I think it's really, really neat. And they're tying that in with what they're calling a topic layer in the knowledge graph. And this gets into sciencey neuro fuzzy whatever that I don't really <laughs> understand but basically they're trying to understand better the context of your searches and, and use that to power things like these um, dynamic organized results yeah to tie things together and, and to me I think that 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 dynamic organization of the search results really is going to be beneficial for webmasters that mm-hmm. are putting out great content you know instead of saying the only time that I'm going to make a sale is by ranking for one specific keyword in the universe pugs for sale or something like that <laughs> bugs you know, for sale. you'll be able to say hey we've got um somebody search for pugs and you can see uh, what to look for when buying a pug might show up in in, in that in that uh Uh, the dynamic organization (laughs) or you know you might also say hey here's health problems that everybody should know and is if you've got that information on your website and you're being really um, kind of relevant to users as we talked about at the Mm -hmm. beginning uh, you may show up as well yeah so it's a good place to to snipe content ideas if you see something there and think you can do it better Uh, these features are going to be rolling out throughout they said the rest of the year the year's almost over we only got a couple months so keep an eye out get excited do some searches and save them for greg Great. And then, yeah, save them. <laughs> Collect those searches, guys. And then next up, the last major news announcement from that anniversary event. It was uh, a post called Making Visual Content More Useful in Search. And this was taking a look at all the different ways that visualizations, whether they be amp stories, videos, images, how this will play a role in search. And one new item that is being, that is rolled out now is uh, AI powered amp stories which sounds like a terrible idea, (laughs) (laughs) but it's these AMP stories that are very visual and look like an Instagram story, but you can't swipe, you have to tap. 
Um, and you can see these for sports and for celebrities. So like not really my demographic, <laughs> but if you go look at something like Will Smith, you can see it. Uh, the Is he a sports or a celebrity? I think he's both. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, he played a boxer, so I mean, who knows? But you look at these, and they're fine. I, I honestly, I don't know who cares about looking at a visual fake timeline of something. It's, it's like a great concept. But you look at this, and first it talks about Jazzy Jeff and <laughs> and the beginnings. There's nothing about his single albums. No getting jiggy with it, <laughs> with 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 it, with it. <laughs> um, and then talks about his movie careers, where he doesn't talk about Bad Boys, Independence Day, <laughs> Men in Black One or Two, but talks about Hancock, Karate Kid, and Men in Black Three. Men like, in yeah. Black Three is amazing. But if you is don't it? know that one or two <clears throat> happened, then what do you need three for? Yeah, I mean, you might as well just get that little gamma ray in front of your face or whatever. Oh, um, what but there. anyway, it, it's something to, to take a look at. And, and again, the more information you have, the more credible of a source you have, you may show up there and you can swipe up for more information within those AMP stories. Next up, there will be featured videos uh, showing within the search engine results pages for specific queries. An example of this that they show, and again, everything will be in the show notes, is that uh, an example of Zion National Park, where you can see specific things to do and trails to take um, that can really help folks. <clears throat> and then last up, there will be um, images and the page. And one, well, there's a few big changes, but but. This is from the article as well. For starters, the authority of a web page is now a more important signal in the ranking. So those sites that have more domain authority, more credibility, their images may show up higher. Hmm. Another thing to note is that Google has announced in this post that they are going to prioritize fresher content. So you're more likely to visit a site that has been updated recently. And then there are going to be a push towards images that are higher up in the page. If you recall, there was that whole Getty's Imi Getty Images issue where you can't just show and have the you link directly to the image. So Google is now saying it's a bad experience to show this image in Google Images, and then you click through to the page and you just can't find it anywhere. Hmm. So if you're really trying to rank for Google Images, having that image showing up higher in the page makes sense. And then as we talked about earlier in the year, I think March or April, um, having more context, title, title, uh, the title tag showing up within Google Images as well. Um, and then lastly, you're now going to be able to use the Google Lens within Google Images. And that's it for the Google, <laughs> the Google News <laughs> from the announcement. So we can get on to the rest of the digital marketing news of the week. Shoo, and there's lots more Google coming up, so stay tuned. But first, new ad format alert. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, <laughs> Facebook Stories. Um, they are now... <clears throat> excuse me, available as a placement in newsfeed and Instagram story ad campaigns. So they're also going to be rolling out into Messenger as well. So if you're doing Facebook stories, you can now use them as ads. And the new format, Facebook said, is fully compatible with all targeting options and campaign objectives that they have. So there should be really no limitations here unless you really want to go into Messenger, then you got to wait a minute. But it's coming. All right. <clears throat> Snapchat now lets you take a photo of an object photo take a picture of an object <laughs> and buy it on amazon what you can do is you can take your picture uh focus in on it and once an item or barcode is recognized it'll have a link where you can just go purchase it right on amazon go buy your product and then just go buy up some amazon stock while you're at it that's pretty awesome okay and that brings us to this week's lightning round 
First up this week, Chrome is an article called Chrome is a Google service that happens to include a browser engine. And basically, there were some findings that with the uh, Chrome update six, uh, it is update 69, I believe, is that anytime a user logs into a Google site, they're logging themselves into Google Chrome. This didn't used to be the case, but just so you know, from a privacy reason, before users could deny being logged into Chrome and they could log into their Gmail or something like that. Now, whenever you log into any kind of Google site using Chrome, you are now logging into Chrome as well. Hmm. So again, from a privacy standpoint, cross-browser ramifications, something to think about. Good for marketers. I was going to say, that's from a marketing <laughs> standpoint, that is wonderful news. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. Hey, I don't know. Make more money for themselves. Uh, since we're talking about Google, let's go with two real quick more uh, Google News items. And they had an article called Helping People Find Pathways to Their Next Job Through Search. And they didn't really give a lot of details. It sounds like it's something that they're kind of really just kicking off. But they seem to be piloting a program to boost search performance, not only for people looking for jobs, but for opportunities for career growth as well. So basically, they're trying to be highlighting information on local training programs, community education, and other local opportunities related to the job that the searchers searching for right and not not a ton of ramification on the marketing side but mm -hmm. typically when you see a lot of support around something like this job schema it's a good sign that the job schema is here to stay perfect and uh, this one wasn't called this but i like to call it helping people find pathways to their next meal through maps <laughs> 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 so around here we're really indecisive we can never figure out what we want to eat and we have a lot of people google recognizes this as a common problem and they're trying to solve it if you have, uh, I think within this week, the Google Maps app on either Android or iOS, they're adding the capability to share places. I guess create a short list of places, share it with your friends, and then you can go into the app and you can actually vote. So if people are fighting over tacos versus pizza, you can have a, an official showdown on Maps now and, you know, make a decision. Awesome. All right. Next up, starting in October, smart bidding it will be used for search partners. And what that means is if you're using search partners on Google Ads before anything that was manual would likely use smart pricing. And now that is going over to smart bidding. And what is smart bidding, you may ask? It is a type of strategy that would include something like uh, target CPA, target ROAS, maximize conversion, or enhanced CPC, also known as ECPC. So what that means is smart pricing would drop your bids down if they thought based off of the page or the uh, keyword. And <clears throat> smart bidding moves your bids up if they think that the user is more qualified. So if you, you may want to in October monitor your performance mm -hmm. of your search partners. If you're even using them. Yes, if you're even using them. Perfect. Sorry. Um, all right, back to Facebook. They are adding more choices for video ad buyers. They are basically more inventory options. They have a new solution called InStream Reserve, and it basically allows advertisers to buy space directly on premium video content. This, again, is something you have to say, I want to be on this video, and you have to prepay for it and reserve that spot. So if it's something you're interested in, check out the article definitely and get more information. It's not just you know something we can all go and do. So all right. prepare to spend money. <laughs> Perfect. And last <laughs> up this week, creating Twitter is creating new policies together with everybody. And what they're looking to do is to create uh, better policies around dehumanizing content. So from a marketing standpoint, if you've been worried about kind of mixing it up in Twitter, don't worry. They're looking towards <laughs> stopping some of the dehumanizing 
policies out there. <clears throat> and then a kind of weird thing, you have to score some of them and be like, how dehumanizing is this? Is it really clearly dehumanizing or is this not? A little bit strange, but... What a word also. I've never heard it used so much in a sentence. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> so you can check that out and see some dehumanizing <laughs> tweets. All right. And last up is our must-read marketing article of the week, a marketing, a marketing article too involved, too in-depth for us to cover it here in its entirety. And this week's marketing article comes from Stone Temple Consulting, written by the one and only Eric Enga. And he has an article called The Featured Snippets Resource Center. And this covers everything that you need to know about featured snippets. Talks about um, a good breakdown. Talks about some of the myths of featured snippets. And even has a variety of different case studies and data and facts. And it is a phenomenal source from a phenomenal guy and company. Actually, I think they just got bought by Proficient. But... Because um, they're phenomenal. <clears throat> because they are phenomenal. And <laughs> it's content like this that makes them so. And that'll do it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. And remember, you can catch all of the content on Marketing O'Clock or in the descriptions or show notes below. And please make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. All right. Happy birthday, Google. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered.